Welcome to podcast 177 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod I'm joined by Curtie, Dave, Dupe and Herbals. Hello gents, welcome. Hello. Lovely. That was almost in, I mean, it's more quad quad rather than stereo. (laughs) You know. Anyway, uh, (laughs) we have lots this week actually. We do have a save focus which is going to be focusing on Herb save, we'll get to that momentarily. And we have uh, our main spotlight is actually going to be on bugs uh, and in Football Manager and how they may impact our enjoyment of particular saves. But again, we'll we'll put a pin in that one and we, of course, will have a quiz by Kurt Diz. But first of all, Herbals, um, we have a focus on your save this week, um, which is your Moneyball series with MK Dons. The, the floor is yours, so... Sell it, take it away, and we'll answer or ask questions for you to answer once oh, we get there. Yes. Straight away, it'd be like, Moneyball, it's not even Moneyball, which is what everyone tells me. Um, yes, Moneyball MK. Um, decided, I decided about two years ago that I wanted to do uh, a Moneyball type save, actually with Milton Keynes Dons. Um, and then I uh, just didn't do it, couldn't find a way of doing it. And then I watched Dupes one, and I was like, that's a good way of doing it. And he was like, nah, don't do it, it's terrible. So I kind of scouted around and was thinking of different ways of doing it, watching different things, looking at different, um, the way different stats are used within the game and just thinking of kind of ways of using money ball principles, which essentially just saying use statistics in the game um, to try and play the game slightly differently to help my decisions. So rather than being less emotional, more based in in facts and figures. Um, So I had a couple of uh, ideas before the game announcements came out or the feature announcements. And then once XG was kind of announced as being in the game, I was like, well, this is it. I'm going to go for it today. Um, so yeah, just started building out rules. Uh, we spent the first couple of streams kind of actually net nailing down rules. Uh, stream forced me to actually write them down uh, and base them not just around, um, but like the buying of players, but actually the running of the club, uh, the picking of the team and how we'd scout. So um, we've kind of, Set some basics around transfers in that we'll, we'll bring, the idea is that we're going to be bringing players in that have, um, that that we could turn a value on or turn a profit on essentially. So no one above the age of 27 has been brought into the club. Um, we concentrate on net wage. Uh, so we try and make sure that we're looking at as a squad that we're bringing in players and that the net wage isn't going up. So we're not overspending on players as they're coming in. Um, selling players for value. So if a, a bid comes in that, as of value that we deem the value of um, details of that are still being worked out. So not just using FM's value, but if we have a striker that is outperforming, we get a bid in January. If we can cash in on him, we should be cashing in on him to, to bring money into the club. Um, and then signing players for the first team. So one of the first things we did was just was got out the under 18s team that the MK Dons have. They don't have an under 23s. So got rid of the, the players they had in there, got rid of the coaching staff. So the whole idea of bringing the whole, the base cost down as much as possible um, and try and manage in finances that way as well. So looking at uh, paying pe- paying the players as minimal amount as possible, but then making it up in bonuses. So I, we've done quite a lot of work around giving goal scorers or the attacking unit, goal scoring bonuses, goals and assist combination bonuses, higher amounts in their contracts for bonuses to be able to bring that con- uh, sort of base value down. And then the same with defenders, clean sheets and stuff like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I was just going to ask: Did you start from the end of season one, or did you start from day dot? Because obviously, I start yeah, having... start from day dot. Yeah, which was hard. And originally, when I thought about doing one, I was, it was always, I was always going to sim forward. I had in my head three or four years to get a collection of data to then be able to use. Um, and but then because I hadn't because I hadn't played it through to understand exactly what I wanted to collect. The worst thing I could have done is played like four years, collected a load of data and then be like, oh shit, I wish I'd got this instead. And I didn't want to take too much out. So I kind of thought the first season will be about setting. So looking what's in the club, understanding who needs to go, who needs to, so kind of building the, the foundations. I suppose as you would do if you were going to go in and try and implement a Moneyball style. And then it would be season two and season three that would start to properly implement the rules. So, um, so you you decided on the rules in the first two streams, mm-hmm. uh, and you uh, thought about what data you were going to collect as it went along. It sounds like you went into this wholly unprepared. 
<laughs> you sound surprised. Is this is her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the best way of doing it. Because well, if I went into if I was going to go into fully prepared, I probably wouldn't have streamed. I have I have to curtail the amount of spreadsheet that I show on stream to stop getting banned from Twitch for being in the wrong category. So I we there's a lot of there's a lot of Excel on show. That's one of the, the, the things I found hard. Now, fair play, GG, because I, I mean I I remember telling you it was going to be very mm. difficult to do. So fair play to you for for doing it. Um, yeah, it's a lot a lot of spreadsheet stuff to do. Um, it's hard to make that interesting, no matter how interesting you are especially when you're trying to portray that in front of people because the problem you've got is is that people are drawn in by the money bonus i mean i'm not sure that's a word but we're gonna go with it matt yep. sorry as matt looks at me very badly um uh and people want to see it some people want to yeah. see well how are you collating all this data what's what's your method of doing it how are you then breaking that down i think me and Curtie we were in a call the other week when we were talking about you and your data and how we were presenting your data of getting it off the off the game and, and getting into a spreadsheet and all that jazz. And people do genuinely want to see it. But about four people want to see it. And yeah. the rest just want to see you play games. Um, so so when you say Moneyball aspect of it, and, and you've already highlighted the fact that it's not really Moneyball. Is it Moneyball or is it not really Moneyball? Uh, it is, but it's hard, like I say, it's hard to do from the beginning. So I've tried to keep it as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like in quadrants. So rather than try and loop it all into one giant thing that works out, try and split it all out. So when we're looking at uh, scouting, we've got some rules around scouting. So I don't send my scouts. I send my scouts out manually to look at teams. So one of the things we do is look at, um, because we can only scout in UK and Europe at the moment, is scout the top youth um, teams every year. So we make sure we go out and fill in the gaps of the players you don't know. So all the, all the, the big UK teams, especially ones that are close as well, uh, in proximity because Milton Keynes being based we can pick all the London clubs go and scout them going into their clubs and we set that kind of as a thing we'll do every year around Youth Academy Day to make sure that we're keeping uh, an eye on who's being produced and coming through the academies so that we have scout reports for them um, and then what we're also then doing is using twice a year to try and again limit the spreadsheet the team data to look for outliers or outperformers across the UK leagues uh, to then go and send scouts in to scout their teams. So I'm not scouting competitions at all. I'm doing it manually. And then what we have then is a set of rules that kind of say, if uh, scout reports come back at certain levels, we'll then looking to the stats for them. And I'm just, again, trying to keep it simple, creating little benchmarks. I've actually got it in my little football manager book. But for each position, two or three key statistics that I say, well, my, my defenders are currently performing on these three metrics at a, a five point whatever per 90 minutes, a six and a 75% accuracy. So I look for that as my benchmark and anyone that sits around it or above meets then my requirements for looking at. We spoke about obviously Moneyballs a lot on the podcast in, in previous episodes as well, but obviously we've, I don't even really spoke in depth about exactly what it is. So if anyone listening that hasn't, obviously picked up what exactly it is. Can you explain it a bit more for people? And obviously, Dupe, if you think there's any any other pl ways that you think you could do it, like what actually is a Moneyball save if anyone uh, listening wanted to try it out? Buy low, so sell high. Yeah. It's, it's finding <laughs> Moneyball. I'm joking. Oh. joking. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, joking no, no. before I anyone nearly bit. I nearly bit. Yeah. <laughs> I am massively Money. joking. Moneyball is it's, it's just a term that's been used. It's essentially trying to gain an advantage in the game. So if you're a club that doesn't have the spending power or can't compete the same way that other big clubs do, you have to do something different. So it's about trying to find value where other people aren't looking for value. And that's where they've used then statistics before because not a lot of clubs were doing it. Therefore, you could find gems and you could buy them. The problem you have now with statistics in football, real life, is that a lot of teams are doing it. So it's much harder to gain that additional advantage because everybody's looking at the same statistics. The way that I tried to interpret it when I did my Swindon one, um, I mean, uh, it didn't go to plan, so maybe this isn't the right way to interpret it. Um, my main focus was to buy wins, and I was spending my money on not the highest attribute player because we didn't have attributes on, but we were looking at the statistics that if somebody got into a goal scoring opportunity, how many times are they scoring out of how many t compared to how many times they're not? And mm. we would basically put them up against somebody else that had a slightly higher percentage, so we are putting the money into that. And we would change the system to play 
to to kind of work within these uh, work well with these players that are scoring the goals and not conceding the goals and that was the main way it was to to aim to to not to to, to aim to to pay to not concede and we're, we're paying mm. to try to get goals so yeah it was all about buying wins i was going to say obviously you used the the skin so it removed or hit, hid all the attributes on that save Herb, obviously, when you're signing players or looking at players, are you still having a look at attributes or are you doing it solely based on, on statistics? No, still still looking at uh, attributes and still using the scout reports because I think if you were to just blindly... I don't think even real scouts, if they were looking at it, Brentford wouldn't just go and look at on Mitchell and deliveries. Wouldn't just look at the stats and be like, we'll buy them based on that. You do yeah. use everything available to you. So mainly I'm using it for creating a set of... For I've I've essentially split my my team into a defensive unit, a supporting unit, an attacking unit, and each of those units have the statistics that I look at. So the KPIs that I look at to judge those whether those players are doing well or not, and that enables me then if I'm searching through the the database um, and searching through the player search for who I players I know about or players that we've paid via the recruitment package to look at, I can use those statistics to maybe try and find players that my scouts haven't found or that aren't coming out of top. Um, clubs and especially that's when when I'm looking at kind of um, contracts running down or transfer listed players I'll go straight into the st stats then to say well hang on if I'm looking for a defender let's have a look who's in the transfer window then let's go and get a scout report on certain players so I'm I'm using it to really hone down the pool and then when I scout I scout to a level and then if they come back with a scout report I go and scout fully and then I go and get an analyst report as well so those players get fully scouted and if I like them they go into I've got short lists per per position so i'm starting to build up the shortlist and have players that i like who will then sit in a shortlist which is got the little button tick to say keep scout reports updated um so it's more about the funnel using the data to funnel in players into specific shortlists who i can keep an eye on then going into transfer windows so are those players are they the players that you're sort of exporting data for or are you kind of just doing it on mass and then using your sheets because obviously that's part of the ball lake isn't it for something like this is actually exporting the data from fm so a couple of questions really how often are you doing that um and also are you using <laughs> statistics obviously dupe kind of had to because he didn't have attributes but are you using statistics for for match day selection as well Yes. So I wanted to keep as much of it in the game as possible to save the ball lake of exporting it. So I, I'm exporting at the moment twice a season. Maybe no, like I lie, three times. So start start of season, I'll take some contract data out, just have a look at how we've set up, so how my players are looking. And then for the leagues, I'll take more information at the midpoint and then one at the end point as well. Um, but just, I'm trying to keep it as light as possible. So that was that's mainly to look for teams that are outperforming. So I can go and look and scout their players. Um, but everything that I'm doing in-game, so team selection, is all done with those those team views. I've just got squad views set up that don't have ability or anything shown in them, just have the stats, and they're set up as a defensive or sporting or attacking unit. So again, I try and keep it as simple as possible. So I had it in stream today. Um, right wing is not performing that well overall. I thought it'd be good coming in, starting the season well, but it's starting to drop off now. So if he's falling into my, my bottom quartile of, after you know the what's it called the half the last five games it gives you the average rating mm. if he's if people are players are falling to that bottom quartile and then pulling i essentially pull up the support view go to midfielders on the right look at everyone i've got there and go right who should i be giving the go to based on who's been playing so i've actually just moved one of my my backup right backs into that right midfield position to say well i'm going to give him five games and see how he gets on there and then judge from there so i am using it but i'm using it in game rather than exporting a lot out because again like i say it's a massive ball leg so my two questions are kind of partially linked. So you said about picking up players from like the 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 prem teams, for example, mm -hmm. that then they drop out of those. But what if they're not playing? <laughs> like what if they're not even getting like under twenty threes games? So you don't really have much data. I know you said you use like the attributes to to judge that, but obviously if you're wanting to go for the data driven approach, you've got nothing to go off. How do you? How do you make that decision? And then the other, the the other sort of part to that question is: once you find like a couple of players that you like, have you ever had a, something that's or or how are you sort of uh, deciding over one player, like signing one player over the other, if they're similar attributionally? Mm -hmm. What what is the one thing that obviously I guess it depends on position, but what's the one thing that's been your deciding factor over signing mm -hmm. one over another? Um. 
first point. So that is the exact issue we had starting season two. So I must have spent I must have spent the most amount of streams I've ever spent in a preseason uh, for this end of season one. So uh, the MK Dons is quite a good team and completely accidentally. I picked it two years ago, but part of their culture um, is to fix the financial problems of the club. So they don't have any money. You need to make them money. Uh, and then they already have set up to bring to buy for the first team, buy young for the first team. So lots of stuff for Lincoln in there, which is good. Um, but going into that that first season with no money, end of first season was like with no money. MK Dons had four players in their starting lineup who were f- over 34 and I was playing them. So they all left, which gave me about 15 grand back in wage. And I was like, I need to reinvest this appropriately. But all the players I'm looking at have no stats. How do I do it? Um, so what we actually did is played in the off season. We played three friendlies a week and I played entire teams of trialists. So I had 25 trialists in made up of two 11s of, of roughly, and I, I was going to redesign the entire formation based on who I got. So two 11s essentially of trialists and I played them rotationally on the three games a week and then started to hone down the ones I liked and the ones I didn't like from from their performances and from the stats they were driving. Then started to drop my plays in later on. And then by the end of it, the last three or four games, I was playing essentially the team that I thought I was going to take going forward. Um, made some mistakes in there because then some of the players I tried to sign and then missed out on them or, or other things happened. They got poached. Um, but that seemed to, and that came, again, this is part of the not planning for it. I was like, how, how do I do this? I can literally, am I going to pick based on my scouts who are terrible or I just play them in friendlies. And then I was like, oh, hang on, why don't I just put three friendlies in and play the first 11 of trialists and the second 11? So my actual team didn't start their preseason until about two weeks before the season started because I was playing all these uh, trialist players for, for that long and then started drip feeding. When I when I knew that I was getting sure and I knew my players were there, I started putting my players in to start getting the formation. I did, a, I did a similar thing with Blackburn Olympic last year. Like mm. it was more rather than being data driven it was more to help uh, my player decision on signing because my scouts are useless yeah. so i think like effectively you you're you're kind of doing that but obviously get, trying to get the data that doesn't exist um i'll refresh the the other question <laughs> just in case we, you've forgotten it which was um have you had any examples of where you've decided to sign one player over another and what is that deciding factor um not yet. I, I've tried to sign players and then missed out on players and then had to create backups. And I, I, I've almost put my eggs in one basket as well on a couple and been like, oh, this is dangerous if they don't come through. Um, but no, I, it, the hardest thing for me is is looking at, it's quite nice. It's, you, I've only got, I think I've got 25, 27 man squad, but cover them out on loan. I want it to be really 25. And that's, there's then no one else there. So it's then looking and saying, do I have enough depth in there? And do I have enough quality and depth to challenge um so that's where i've looked at it. i then said well actually i'd rather bring them in and have an extra so i signed as kind of like my wild card player a second right back who could also play right mid so it's like well i've got two right backs i've got two right midfielders this guy's going to come in he'll either make it or he won't but at least i've got some more options there um god knows what'll happen when i do have to decide between them but i think it will be based on those those stats then that says right I, if i'm only going to take one and that concentration on net wage is what will stop me hopefully from buying both is I'm saying, well, actually it'll be the one I can afford. So a few of them, we, we opted on a, in a couple of positions to take uh, like a 27 year old who we need to pay a little bit more money to, but who could play multiple roles and would, and would show up a few positions. And then to counter that brought in a few more 20, 20, 21 year olds who were getting paid half or even less of what that guy was getting paid, but maybe would be first teamers over the other one to try and get the balance in the squad and enough cover across positions. So how are you actually getting on? Like, is it working? Like, because uh, I uh, there were there were rumours that you were about to get sacked in season one. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, have that's bad. have things improved? <laughs> rumours. Yeah, was, <laughs> you was, started good. I was like, oh shit! No, he did. <laughs> he did genuinely, he was. He was I genuinely was going to get sacked. Yeah. Um, I I had a, a mild epiphany in season one. Well, because the problem I had is I had to play with the team I had, and they were all old, old, old men. Um, so I had like Cameron Jerome up front, who was 34. My cent- my two central midfielders were, no, one was 23, one was 35. My centre-back, two of them, one was 36, one was 35. And I was playing three at the back. So I was trying to play to what I had and then just get through the season. And we started really well. And then we just started tailing off. And then 
we sh we sh never should have been fired, but the problem was I started quite well, ended up second for a bit, and then tailed off and ended up down in like, I don't know, 14th or 15th for a little while. Uh, and I got a little bit worried that I was going to get fired. Um, but once they, it was just always with season one to get through season one, get the old boys out. And I was just literally calculating. I was going through the contract data. I was like, he's going, he's going, he's going. Those five players who are all over 34, who fall outside of everything, will give me back 15 odd grand of wage budget. A few of them we got rid of straight away because they were on, we had low knees that were on five grand a game bonuses. So they've, they've got to go. Um, it was about surviving and then rebuilding. Um, we had one striker that we brought in. We didn't bring in many players. We didn't spend any money the first season. We did sell some players. We brought in one striker who um, absolutely just bagged. He was so, so good um, for free. And I was like, brilliant. And he was 27. So he's right on the cusp of being able to be signed. I'm actually hoping someone buys him now. Um, and then this season just started. I don't know what's happened in the game, but I, I won my first seven games of the season. Um, and then we went, then we, we last season, uh, last uh, stream was when we lost our first two games. So we're still, we're sat second in the league in no, just start of November, got to the Calibre Cup fourth round. And that was, but we brought in 12 new players. We sold our highest rated player, who was uh, Scott Fraser to West Brom. Sold him for two million pounds, and it was a bit. That was a bit of a gamble because it was like he was our best player last season uh, as a creative player, other than the goal scorer. And it was like, well, if the bid comes in, and I, I kind of did the thing where you know you up it a little bit, and you think, well, they'll come back and probably say no, and they said yes, and I was like, this is the game. <laughs> like this is what you've set up. You're gonna have to sell him. He's gonna have to go. Mm. Got in two million for him up front, and then it'll be a million when he plays a few games. We've replaced him with young players that have been released who are arguably now looking better than he was, and I've already achieved a year early that restructuring of the finance piece because we did sell that player so we're now kind of gambling on either the striker from last year who scored 10 goals already this season or this new striker we got in for free who he, he got released from Wolves was it from Wolves Austin Samuels yeah Wolves yeah yeah he is ridiculous he scored something like 17 goals in uh, whatever games he scored 17 goals from something like 9 XG and he just can't stop scoring um and he's amazing. So I'm hoping his values doubled and a bit since uh, the start of the season. So I'm hoping January comes around. He is likely to be one that we get a bid for. So it's now about deciding his value because he could be someone we sell for a, a fair bit of money. How has your approach conflicted with the board's approach? Like, ha Has there been any issues with how you're approaching the save with what the, sort of the board are I guess pre-programmed to mm. to to accept and deal with. No, I've been pretty lucky. The, there's one there's one uh, condition on there, and I can't remember which one it is. It's one of them about um, de uh, developing players using the youth system, which I need to get rid of. They they're, they're adamant they don't want to get rid of it, even though I have no under eighteen players. <laughs> um, but if I can get rid of that, it'll be perfect because they they're lined up pretty well. And the the financial one came in. It wasn't there at the beginning of the game, but by the start of the season, it was in there that said, like, by next year, we need you to help us sort the debt. And then by the year after, you need to be sorted. And they, they're they fairly ambitious in that they you have over the five years probably a promotion and a steadying. So they want you to go up a division and sit in the top half of the next division. So they've got some ambition in there. I, I think by the end of this season, especially if we carry on the way we are, they love me. So we should be able to get rid of that developing one. And then we're, we're pretty much set board-wise, which is great. But it's just a good, it's a good club because they've got the they've got the stadium there as well. So they've got a thirty thousand stadium. So they're ready to go up and fill it. It's just about us performing to do so. I think. Marvelous. Mm. Well, thank you very much for the the in depth look. I, I do mm. love the like the the level of detail. I think it's something that I think I I'm pretty slow at playing anyway, and I would very much fall into a pit of despair as yeah. would everyone else with the, the speed I'd end up playing it if I was to be like overly uh, concentrating on all of the data as well as exporting it all. I do think FM has got better in how you're able to access it with printing out to um, well, it's at, at, to XML. Yeah. But, so it makes exporting of the data a little bit easier. And it's been there for a while, but the way they format it now has changed. Um, but even so, I think for me, I would get too involved in it. Yeah. And I would just... I'm surprised that you I have to give do any time. work. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you actually do any work because, I, like, you just because you're looking at spreadsheets anyway. Yeah, being an accountant or at least a program that is pretty much a spreadsheet. 
<laughs> and then do it's more like of your it. bag it's i love it bag. i get i get way too into it and then i so that's, so that's why part of the limiting the amount of data i take out is to stop me spending hours on stream just sat in the spreadsheet but when we do go through it's weird because i would normally pay it quite a pay so now where i'm in the season pit i'm fine I, i'll go and just i'm just playing games all the way through and then it when it gets close to the transfer windows that's when i'll start pulling up data again start so we've already said i've already said to the guys monday will be us looking through all the youth academies we've just all scouted again seeing where the strikers are because i'm expecting to lose a striker and to be fair i could do with a spare striker so that's my mm-hmm. target for january so i'm going to go and scout i'm going to go and look at all the transfer list i'm going to go look at all the loan lists i'm going to look at all the plays we've already scouted and start rebuilding my shortlist specifically for strikers specifically to fill the role that we're looking at for this guy so that could that would be like an hour and a half two hours just going through and picking plays off and looking and checking the stats of them um and then i break it up by then when i'm in the in the run of games i haven't touched the spreadsheet or any of the the um the data for two or three streams so i'm trying i try and balance it but i get i get so when i'm looking at it i get so into it when i'm just like well what's he on it's really helpful exporting your contract data is so so helpful it's the one thing i'd recommend everyone does because looking back and just going well hang on what do i pay people on a goal bonus because so many times i give people goal bonuses or give people assist bonus, whatever it is i don't know what how that benchmarks against everybody else so now I look at it and now I'm like, oh, actually, well, is he really worth that? that it, it, is he going to get more goals than someone else? Do I gamble on it? Does that system really work? I have found, though, early, it's only obviously one and a half seasons, but giving people goal bonuses and assist bonuses does seem to incentivize them in some way. Last year, I gave two higher bonus for goal scoring and assist making. And my player was the top goal scorer and my other player was the top assist maker. <laughs> and he literally topped out just after his bonus. So it was like, get 10 assists. It, from centre midfield as a DLP, he got 11 assists in the season. Mercenary. Yeah. And then the uh, the two strikers have both got goal, like staggered goal bonuses. 10 goals, 15 goals, 20 goals, 25 goals, and dupe, and a double bonus for assists. And they're already, in October, they've scored 10 goals and 15 goals in the league. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, maybe it is working. I don't know what's going on. I like I- it. If I had that information to hand, like contract information, especially in the lower league, if I was like 2-0 up in a game, I would always look at that before I sub any player on. I mean, right, your, your appearance fee is two grand, your appearance fee is one grand, you are not See, Dave, I have that locked in my head anyway. Yeah. Oh, no, like, that's that's isn't, that, that, isn't that a Warnock story? That's Warnock story, yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, that was the FA like, Cup one, yeah. yeah. Oh, he said, I'll split the money. But yeah. like on the Wolves one, like, I was looking at players, I was thinking, right, I'm winning 3-0, do I want to bring you on? Because your appearance fee is about 40 grand. And then I was picking a lot, but then like, I looked at the rest of the bench and they're all that amount of money anyway. But like yeah. a lower league, I'd be so much more like, I'd be so picky with who I'd sub on and stuff like that as well. It was it was amazing the first, the first bit when I went into the team and I looked at that team and I was like, well, let me just look at what I am spending because I want to try and concentrate and not spend too much. And just seeing like two low knees that we brought in who were just, like, one of them was quite good, one was fairly average. I was like, five grand a game. Like yeah. surely no, not five grand a game. When my my highest paid player was on like about three and a half, four grand. I was yeah. like, that's fucking crazy. Am I right in thinking as well? Obviously, when your bonuses, they're not put into account in the wage budget, are they? No. So like on the again on the wall save, I was for you know I was under my wage budget. I loaded the transfer budget, but we were still losing money every month. Yeah, and yeah. it must have been the bonuses because the yeah. amount of goals like Harland for argument's sake was probably on like. 40 grand a goal and he scored like 40 goals like yeah. the money so money we're spending must be ridiculous that's what yeah. I've been trying to do though is bring the weight so no one's wage is, is going up too much as we're going up so I'm trying yeah. to keep so I think we've brought the wage budget down by about 15 grand and increased the players and are playing better this season because we've brought the basic wage down and if my if my strikers I was saying this on stream today my strikers are scoring goals if by October I've paid my two strikers their first goal bonus that's because yeah. they've scored goals. It's fucking brilliant. Like, I don't mind paying you money if you score goals. I don't want an Andy Carroll who I'm paying loads of money to who doesn't score any goals and he's a flop. So you kind of hedge your bets for paying out for good performance. If uh, if it does come to the point where uh, a renegotiation of a contract is kind of forced by a player mm. uh, and they want to break your wage structure, would, would it just be a case of are you completely emotionless to it? Would, would you look to sell them at that stage? Uh, depends who they are. It would be hard. I'd probably take it Same. as they were. I wouldn't. I'd only. It wouldn't be worth selling if they had a long time left on the contract. Would be all right. If they had a short time left and I wanted to guarantee them. a few of them, I've given contracts till they're thirty, even though I don't think they'll be there till they're thirty, to ensure that they keep some value, in-game value. Um, 
But it depends how much they're breaking it. Head tap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like you're not going anywhere on a freebie, mate. But yeah, it depends who they are. If they're a lot, a few of them I've just got rid of because they came in and wanted stuff, and I didn't see them as part of the team. Um, but I'd I'd rather keep the players with some value in there and then try and move them on. Hopefully by playing them and they're doing well. If they're doing well, it's like mm, fucking go on, bugger off. That's because it's just that that's where I always sort of fall down with these things because I do get attached to players mm. and. Um, I don't know. I I I find it different. Like you know, sometimes you just make exceptions. Um, but if you're working within quite a regimented structure, I guess. Yeah, it, makes, it would all it depend on what I had harder. around me. It like at the moment, my if I don't get a a quality striker for backup. So the I've got Zach Clough, who was supposed to be my backup striker. I'm playing him out on the wing as an advanced playmaker, and he's killing it. It's brilliant. Uh, and everyone thinks I'm cheating somehow because I've got Zach Clough playing well. So now he's not my backup striker. If I don't get a quality backup striker, for me, it adds value to any bids coming in for my two current strikers because I'm not prepared to let... I'm not prepared as in I don't have a backup to slot into his role. If I had a, a striker that I was confident could come in and get some goals because I'd give him some game time and I'd seen him. I've tried my backup striker. He's terrible. He doesn't know where the ball is. So that for me adds value to those players that are getting bids in in the summer. Or I'm already starting to think of a second formation where I might have to drop a striker for half a season until I get one in. So I think for me, it's all about the confidence in my 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 second eleven to be able to slot in and that would then make the decision on actually do I really need this guy because if I sell if I sell if I don't give a contract to this player and he leaves and I don't make money from him I've got no one to slot in who could do the job anywhere near the way he can so that's on me then to get prepared lovely well we shall move on gentlemen to the spotlight which uh, is more in light of one of the more prominent bugs regarding player ratings and how some key statistics were be, were not being recorded. Um, and it's raised a few questions, I guess, generally in the, the football manager community about whether this causes some people to stop playing the game or not. Now, I guess with a safe like Herbs, when stats are kind of vital to it, it can perhaps cause a bit of a problem. But we've got just a, a few questions. I wanted to run it past you guys to see... Like whether it be this exact situation or a hypothetical situation or similar situations in the past, but we'll start with the the big one. Like, do do bugs whether they're game breaking or I guess less than they than being game breaking, but do bugs ru- ruin your enjoyment of the game? We'll start with Curti because it's alphabetical and also he was quick. Um, uh, yes, rather speed and pressures you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, to an extent. So. I um I'm still playing uh my Villa save which I did start in the beta, um right at the end of the beta I think, and um I'm now in like season three. But I've I've got the bug, the fixture list bug, uh where I am playing the same team at the same venue more than once, and in season two, like season one was fine, didn't have any issues at all. Season two, um I had to play uh, Man United at home twice um, and I think Palace away twice I was like okay that's not the end of the world but now I'm in season 3 I've got to play Tottenham at home three times I've got to play Blackburn away three times like it it it's worse how come three times I don't know it's just oh you play in three oh right okay so like um, so there'll be teams that I don't play at all Oh wow! And so now it's like, okay, this is this is game break. This is like a game breaker. So I, I've kind of played through most of season three. I've kind of sucked it up and just gone through it because I'm quite. This is the thing. Like I'm enjoying the squad that I've built. Like I'm having a lot of fun. Like, um, you know, we're doing all right. We've kind of we've we've progressed as a as a club. You know, we're we're sort of getting Champions League football now. Um, so. You know, it's a fun save to be involved in. But then when you've got to play the same fixture three times, it's like, okay. So I'm wondering if it's exponential because obviously season one was fine. Season two was okay. Season three, now it's getting a bit silly. I'm wondering if I get to season four and I've got to play Arsenal five times. Um, and that's it. That's the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then then obviously it's an issue. And I know, to be fair to SI, this, this bug was addressed and um 
one of the one of the guys on Twitter did say that they were looking at fixing it for existing saves. I don't know, you know, at what point that would come in because it feels quite late to be doing that. Um, but you know, ultimately, I did start a save in the beta, so I should expect buds. Um, and it's just it's just a shame that it's a save that I'm really enjoying. Um, so yeah, so that I mean that's kind of the main one that I've noticed this year. Obviously, that there are others, but I'll, maybe I'll let others talk about those. Can I talk about stats? Because that was fun. <laughs> just forty <laughs> minutes of me planning a save that was going well, and then I get a text message from Curtie going. You hear your saves fucked? I was like, what? <laughs> Stats are fucked, mate. I was like, brilliant. So I, when I came back the other day, the first stream after, I was just like, we're going to have to go through all of the little screens and see which ones work and which ones don't. And is this going to affect? And it's like, I've waited three years to do this. Like, this seems the perfect time to do it. And fucking statistics aren't being populated in the game. It's like, what the fuck is going on? So, I yeah, it it... Luckily, because they're not recorded across the board, I found a way of chopping them out and just being like, well, if I'm basing everything on benchmarks, my players are shit, therefore the players are going to look at are shit, therefore who's the least shit is who I'm going to buy. But it is a little bit ridiculous when you're like, you, you, can't, you can't have... It just makes you think how much of it is... You, I know we, we, we go backwards and forwards on how useful some of the stuff is anyway, and is it tail walking a dog, which one round works. But if to have things like tackles not going in and then the known rating issues with right backs is that bit is frustrating because it will it will change the way people play or they'll just stop playing really early on in the cycle because a game's been released that just is missing important things for this type of game it won't seem like it's important it's like oh well only one or two of what the 200 or 300 stats aren't coming through it's like yeah but this is a game for people that literally watch a spreadsheet like we want those stats to be in there. We want to use them. We want to feel like we can do, use those things to our advantage to play the game. And if they just flit in and out and they don't work, it just kind of thinks, well, fuck it. I might as well just like whistle to the wind and just play whatever I want because nothing really works. It's difficult, right? It's really difficult. I remember I had it in the Palermo save where we had a bug with the, the fact that the league wasn't showing playoffs in Serie C. And it's like, well, what do you do? You know, we, we tried one season, we couldn't get promoted. So we basically stripped all the data off that one, put that, that new team into a, a, a fresh vanilla database and it cleared the bug and it, that disappeared. I think I've got a bug and, the, and a problem with my Red Star save and it's really making me think, well, what do I do? Because we're just about to start the second preseason um, and we can't let, I, I don't, I haven't really mentioned it on stream, I don't think we can now go on and loan any more players because it states that we have five P players at our club when we don't. So is that a bug or was that, you know, and it's how far do you go down the line of going, oh, we'll just manage it and just see. And mm. But we're lower league in France. A big part of that's going to be, let's loan some really good players in. We've got one guy on loan um, and we now, we can't, we haven't been able to loan anyone else for the whole season. So I'm hoping that when we get to preseason this season that there may have been something a bit funny and this is fine. But then what do you do? Do you go, well, fuck it, we might as well just start again? Or do you go, okay, well, that's done. Let's find another save. But I'm really involved in this save. I like this save. Now, am I going to get that drawn by a save by starting something new? It's tricky. It is tricky. It can. It, I think it can kill the, the vibe. Yeah. And it can it's really kill the momentum that you've built with it. Um, And you just take a massive backward step and it's... Which is especially difficult for us. When you're like trying to build a story around a save and you put a lot of effort into the... Because if if I wasn't streaming and something like that's happened, I'd just, I'd just fuck the game yeah, off. Yeah, I, no, I agree. As, as, a, as a content, content creator. But as a content creator, you put a lot of effort into thinking beforehand of something that'll be interesting to do, something that's going to hook you. We play this game a lot. So it's like, okay, what's, what's going to hook me? What might hook other people? And then so literally when I like get that message, I'm like, I might actually not play Football Manager again for this game because this was this is my big save the other ones will go and we'll do stuff that we've done before teams we've tried blah 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 this was the big one that I want to get into if that gets killed straight away I'll, I'll just give it up for three months I can't be asked because it just it's a kick in the nuts when it's little things and you think ah, I get everything that went around it but there's some some bugs you need to address and get rid of quickly or you know spot them before they come do more work in the before bit 
David, can I just jump in for two? Yeah, go on. Just really quickly, yeah. I feel that as a content creator, it's it's incredibly difficult when nine times out of ten, before I was creating content, I'm selling a story to myself. So I'm I'm trying to pick a save, but that I would I would enjoy and mm. that I can get invested and I can go down that line. When you're a content creator, that really takes a back foot and you are trying to think, well, my stream, my guys, yeah, okay, I, they'll, they'll like this save. That's cool. I like the save. That's a bonus. But they'll like the save as well. And that doesn't come around often. You know, my Palermo save, I can count on one hand that saves that I and my stream have been fully invested in. The rest have been like, they haven't worked because we've not been fully invested in them. And that's that's the bit that really peeves me. Well, the only the only major one I've had, but the the actual question, Matt, like in regards to bugs, like unless a bug makes the game unplayable, it wouldn't wind me up too much. Like the only bug I've had is very similar to Curtis in the fact that I was playing teams uh, at the same venue at least like well twice in a season really. So I I don't think I've had the bug where I wasn't playing certain teams. But say for argument's sake, I was playing Liverpool at Anfield twice, Manchester United at Old Trafford twice and so on. I, w I wasn't having a home and away fixture against them. Um, I think that was triggered by the 2022 World Cup, I think. Uh, someone told me when I posted about it uh, because of obviously the winter break. The following season, it just messed up all the fixtures and that was a beta bug. Um, obviously, I was still playing on a beta save. In terms of the stats like Herb, you were saying, obviously for your save, it's so pivotal so I can see why you wound up. But if I'm honest, I bet you 95% of people either didn't even notice or aren't asked, only because us lot play the game like religiously, like we that's the stuff we sort of die for almost. 95% of football manager players, I'd say, I'd class as casual. They're probably not asked about that sort of thing. So something such as key tackles, some people don't even probably don't even look at that throughout the whole year. So as long as they can fix that quite quickly within the next patch. I think I think there won't be any sort of major issues with that at all. Obviously, I saw a few people like like yourself, Curtie and, and Foxy, talking about it on Twitter as well. But other than us guys and other than content creators, and there will be people, like I'd say, casual players that do look quite deep into that. But I'd probably say ninety five percent of people that play the game probably aren't too bothered about that sort of thing, as long as it's only minimal, like your key tackles or something like that. Yeah, well, it, I found the key tackles. So basically, I um I noticed that. Over Christmas, I played a lot of Football Manager, more so than I had done since release. Like, I haven't picked up the game a huge amount. But I was noticing that my sort of player rating, some of the player ratings, especially defensively, and, you know, it's become evident that that is more specific even now to fullbacks, um, were, were low. And, like, my fullbacks were really struggling, despite the fact they weren't really making mistakes. Their, their sort of in-game um, in performance looked okay and kind of, you know, just by eye if you like i play on extended highlights so i get to see a reasonable amount of the game and i wasn't noticing why those players were performing badly and i kind of raised it and then it came to light that foxy had also seen it um he'd made a video i think uh and then because i'd noticed it decided to release it as well um and then after after that um i also noticed that some of the key defensive statistics were missing so key tackles and i think tackle attempts as well something like that um and yeah obviously you know as 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 we all should do if you see a bug you should raise it on the forums um but it it sounds like it's been raised previously so i'm not sure why it was never addressed but i know for a fact they are looking into it now but um like you say it's it's one of those things like i found it because Generally, at the end of the season, I kind of have a little review of stats to look for outliers, who's performed well in certain positions, who's not performed so well, you know, and kind of use that to to judge my, my transfer decisions at, at post-season. So even, you know, even I, like, it took me a little while to even pick up on it at all. Um, but it kind of now, now makes me think that maybe the two are intertwined, that maybe because mm -hmm. key tackles are missing, it's affecting defensive ratings or you know i don't know i don't know the mechanics of it but um i know that they are looking into it it's just you know it's, we're after christmas now and it's a little bit disappointing that it's not been addressed uh until now so hang on are you basically saying you've you've wrecked it for the rest of us um i think i shouted the loudest about it doesn't okay cool um 
I can't remember what my point was going to be because I was just so you were you're just so passionate about that, Kurt. I, I was I fell in just fell into your eyes. So um, yeah, that was my dick. Herb, you go. <laughs> I don't can't remember. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say uh, on the back of your point, Dave, and following on from Kurt, that one of the the key freaking uh, uh, what the what are they called new things features of this year's game was XG, mm. which was mean they were pushing people to look at stats, and your stats weren't working. So you can't you can't build a game built on stats and then go oh we've put XG in the game it's a really good way of judging uh, you know stats you should get into the analysis more uh, but don't look at those ones because they're not in there and we've known about it but we haven't fixed it it's like oh, come on really don't push it towards people if you're not gonna put it in it's like if that was the focus they went for then focus probably um, I'm gonna be the little bitch now uh, and just <laughs> sort of actually give us a bit of credit because obviously they've worked under some pretty horrendous circumstances last year, as did a lot of companies, but mm-hmm. you know, it didn't massively affect the release time. Um, so I'm not, I, I, you know, whilst I'm, whilst I'm critical of this particular aspect, the game as a whole, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I am massively enjoying and like the match engine and stuff like that. The improvements to that have been, have been really good. So um, I don't want this to be a complete, like let's, let's shit on SI. Um, well, that I said, that this was not the intention no, behind no. this at all. It was more to to shed a light on how different people play and how bugs may affect people differently. And because we were focusing on herb safe, which is very statistical, it's kind of imperative that though that side of the game works for how he wants to play his save. Dave has brought up the instance of the more casual player that perhaps doesn't look at stats at all. And this is not be confusing attributes with stats. I'm not an idiot. Um, it says it quite clearly. What are attributes and what are stats in the game? So if you are getting them confused, get in the fucking bin. Um, Same. But it was, it was more about. Uh, I guess uh, I, I was being like reflective on my t- like my play time. Uh, I think like like quite a lot of people do. I think every so often you'll see a, a Twitter thread or something mentioned about how much how many hours you have on this this FM or past FMs. And I was looking back through. I think, fuck me, I had like <laughs> FM ten. I had like two and a half thousand hours, and I wasn't even like like content creation wasn't a thing back then. And then thinking, Jesus Christ, I must have been so enveloped in those saves way back then. But then also, how blissfully ignorant was I of of bugs and things like that. But but then also it's the whole chicken and egg thing of, are you searching bugs out? Or it's the same as with tactics when some of us will avoid using certain tactics because some of us know they're a bit bugged or at least a bit OP in comparison to previous versions. And because of that, it then influences how we play the game. So, it was, I guess, it was more of a holistic way of of looking at mm. part of that. And so, so my, I mean, you've kind of answered some of my follow up questions, which were like, would you prefer to be blissfully ignorant and just play your way regardless, um, and not have the the impact of either being involved in the community of FM or just being a creator of any kind and just being completely unaware of the forums or anything like that, or uh, does like the the fact that there is beta access now make that more difficult to be blissfully ignorant because now they are like previously the forums before the the beta process for si was a thing the forums used to be for nerds and geeks who would who would skin things who would make tactics and for tactical discussions and things like that and and then just general player guides whereas now it's used for the the feedback from the beta and then raising of bugs at least it's certainly pushed more 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 towards the public than it used to be so I guess that to to try, try and wrap all of that ridiculous monologue into a neat little bow is, would you prefer it so that you could avoid these things and not know and just play it your way? Or do you quite like being involved in the development of a game actively? Um, I love being involved. Um, so much so that I applied, you know, I got offered a job at SI, had to turn it down, unfortunately, but I would have absolutely loved to have worked there and, been involved professionally like i you know it's a game that i put so many hours into every year why wouldn't you want to be someone that can potentially you know make it better for other people as well as yourself um yeah no i i i i 
don't. I, I, I wouldn't understand someone that came from it from the other angle, if I'm being honest. Well, that makes my answer. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I, again, I think that's part of it, right? Like you're saying, it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not an SI bashing. It's because we play the game so many hours and we put all this thought and effort into creating these stories out of a freaking computer game. And we want it to be good and we want it to be the best it can be. And we want people to be excited. Like I like it when people come in and like, well, how, how are you doing Moneyball then? I'm like, let me tell you. And then you'll tell me that I'm shit and it's wrong. And then we'll have a back and forwards. But it's, it's such a good game. And it gives it gives us the possibility to create all these different stories and things that we want it to be the the best version it can be. And you, there's, it's so easy for games to get like slighted now and thrown off. And I think especially the period we're in now, FM20 was so big for so many people and getting them through difficult times that I think a lot of people put a lot of a lot of their eggs in the FM basket as well for this year. And it's kind of like you you, you may be scrutinising it a little bit more because you are using it a lot more and you're, it's, it's become a bit of a crux as well for, for people's enjoyment. The only thing I would add is that there does seem to be a select few that think it's cool to, to slate the game and to, to, to openly kind of give it pouters um and i think they they like to be the whistleblowers on on these bugs and stuff so i'm glad that you kind of you've really stated the fact that we're, we're not trying to trying to beef it we're just you know we, it's just a discussion point because um yeah I, I i like to play the game my way and uh as long as it doesn't kill it for, for me um I, you know it doesn't bother me too much but yeah i just, just don't want people to think that we're we're beefing <laughs> No, it's not even that though. It's like obviously we're talking about something that we're sort of slightly upset about because we're passionate about the game and like you say, we make content about it. It's not like we've slagging it off and not done anything about it. Like Curtis said, he's reported bugs. Um and like Matt said, you know, to help with this game, I'm fairly certain we would have all raised a concern or raised the bug on the on the forums about the game. You know, SI is such a and football manager is such a unique game because in terms of the development of it because if you find an issue and you report it I'm not going to say 100% but probably 95% of those or, or closer to 99% of those posts are going to get responded to and SI will raise it and SI will look at it so uh, that's that's unique for a game you're not going to get that with some games and some games will have bug year after year after year um, so you know we, we are quite fortunate in the fact and yes we've raised concerns about these bugs today uh, but by the next couple of weeks they're probably going to be done and we you know this this will be redundant anyway by the time the pod's out you know there's every chance <laughs> that some of these things will be fixed exactly, exactly. so this this wasn't really like a public service announcement either um, of a way of sort of shouting from the hilltops that this is broken, do not play it or anything like that. <laughs> it's more just because uh, uh, some of some of you guys or girls listening to this right now could be completely unaware of these bugs because you just don't notice them. You could be one of part of the casuals that listen to this pod either on your part of your commute or whilst you're playing the game yourself and you think, oh shit, really? Didn't even know. And it doesn't affect you at all, which is which is probably why this got undetected in the first place, mm. because there wasn't enough people noticing or using those features to actually point it out. And, and then, then along came Curtie and fucked it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it's um, but it's the same as uh, like it's it's usually like a vocal minority that picks these sorts of things. Out. It's the same as last year or the year before when there was the the issue with uh, with players coming through with low determination and for a certain sub subsection of of those who play football manager particularly if you're going to be playing a long-term save or uh, focusing on youth recruitment that is going to be detrimental to your save that you have planned whether that whether you are a content creator or not if you if you like playing the game from that perspective of either a rags to riches thing or start with a team who's low or pick a team with a a, a predictably good youth setup it kind of destroys the element of that save and the point of it for you uh, and that was i guess it's there is always potential for these things and ultimately you're not going to shout about something unless it affects you directly and i think this bug would affect me because i tend to use those statistics in match in game and obviously with the changes that have happened with the game this year i i'm less likely oh, i'm not able to do that during the match i can't go and check who's got key passes and, and things like that as easily as you, or it's as, not as readily available as it has been on previous games because of the, 
the overall facelift of of the the in match approach. But that again, it's this this isn't a rag. It's more of a it was a, a discussion piece uh, about bugs because I, I don't think we shy away from it, and it's not a case of we're being overly critical. It's just part of the game's development, and it's a different thing. I mean, the game's been out since since November. If you if you got it at the point of uh, of release, and it's these there are there are bugs in other games that just never get fixed, and that they will go through iteration after iteration after iteration, and they never get fixed. Usually, when something like this is raised, uh, SI are on it pretty quickly, especially if it's affecting a whole raft of people or people start jumping. It's like start submitting their evidence because ultimately, if if only one person gets this bug and they can't recreate it, you mm-hmm. can't expect them to be able to finish it unless you're willing to put the like you and them together are willing to put the hard graft in. I raised a bug about the uh, I simulated a, a 500 and then a thousand year save, and like no one really gets that far unless you're going for one of the Guinness World Records. And so, and it was a, a beta save that I started. And there's a bug where in in some of the leagues that you don't you aren't running, their their attendances, particularly in the Champions League, inflate massively to the point where Rangers have the highest attendance in the Champions League, and it's over a million. <laughs> and they're like they're still at Ibrox. Wow. So so it's clearly there's clearly an issue there, but it doesn't start really happening until you're about 150 to 200 years into the save. It's not worth. SI's effort to go and think oh we may either we fixed it already or how many people realistically are getting into 200 years worth of a save to even get to the point where it's going to be an issue or if they're not act- actively selecting those leads. It's a proper edge case that isn't it? It's a, oh absolutely yeah, yeah. and there are there are going to be loads of those things and unless unless you're you're aware of it uh, aware of how how these things work and how how bugs are generally uh, prioritized you're not going to have a clue about it. And if you don't have a clue about that, you likely don't know where the forums are, how to access them, how to even report a bug. So, anyway, we uh, we can move on from there, um, <laughs> and we can go for a quiz to to round this off with a nice nice happy moment. Hopefully, Kurt Dizzle, don't disappoint me now. Curtis quiz. Oh dear, that's bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I've had a, a couple of horrible days, so I've come up with a low-maintenance quiz. It's an idea of... Uh, uh, no, 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 I wouldn't, wouldn't resort <laughs> to that. Um, it's an idea uh, that I had from watching the uh, quiz show. Well, I say it's not a quiz show at all, actually. Uh, this, it's a very silly show called Taskmaster. I don't know if it's you, any of you... show. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I really enjoy it. One of my favourite shows to watch. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, lots of fun. So basically, the the... The format is, I'm going to go round you guys in a in a circle. You're all going to take turns. Uh, Soggy biscuit? Is that the task? <laughs> we could do that if you'd rather. <laughs> I'd rather not. But this might be quite hard to do it virtually. Um, so we're going to go around in circles, and you have five seconds to name a footballer oh. with a certain amount of uh, letters to their surname. I can't count or spell. So, for example, if I, I said if the round is four letters, then you could say Kane, right? Okay. If you don't get something within five seconds or you hesitate or whatever, I'm going to be pretty strict with this, you lose a life. Okay? Uh, you have three lives. All right? So we're going to go around in a circle. Uh, we'll go Dave, Dupe, Herb, Nerd. We all right with that? Just, sur- all just surnames, that? yeah? Just surnames, yeah? Yeah, just surnames. Uh, so, Dave, uh, five seconds. If you could start me off. What I'll do is I'll prompt you. I'll prompt. I'll say I'll say your name, and then you've got five seconds from then, okay? Okay. Uh, five seconds. Surname with three letters, Dave. Oh, my word. <laughs> Ali <That's> Dyer. Not- <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know if it's good. Oh, you take it there. Yeah. Ali, Deli Ali. That's four. Four. <laughs> Ali. He has Ali on the back of the shirt sometimes. It's A L L I. It's four. <laughs> it's four letters, dude. Uh, so that's dupe one life lost. Uh, Herb, three letters. Um, Joy. Oh, just in time. Nerd, three letters. Roy, Brian. Excellent, oh, excellent. Brian. We'll go around once more. 
Dave, three letters. Oh, three letters again. Um, I don't know. Gone. I've lost. Dave, one life. Dupe, three letters. Jimmy Roy plays at Red Star. In my sense, he's a real player. Okay. I'll take that. It's a clarification. No, any footballer, past or present. Herb, three letters. Herb, lost a life. So hard, that. I can't even think of any. I can't even Nerd, three letters. I've I've drawn a complete blank now as well. So, <laughs> right. I've just searched Jimmy Roy. By the way, he's definitely not a real player. Yeah, hundred percent is. I'll pop him in. I'll pop him in. You haven't got him on his database, Dave. It must be a bug. Snake. You could have had. I'm not even on uh, full. I've just searched Google, mate. You could have had Son. You could have oh, had yeah. uh, lots of players. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> right, we'll go reverse order this time. Nerd, four letters from now. What? Okay, Herb. We Tony. Kane. Dupe. Uh, uh, nope. One life gone. <laughs> I cannot think of a player. Oh, I've got one. Dave. Deli Alley. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Good work. Uh, we'll go around again, nerd. Four letters. Can I just ask, uh, just ask a question? Can you use the same answer twice if it's for a different player? I don't get. Uh, oh, what? Wants... As in Sanchez and Tony? They're they're two different people. No, both have no, the same you can't. Have, you can't have. You can't have. I was just checking because Mane is my answer. Okay. <laughs> Herb. Such uh, a good call, by the way. Cool. Excellent. Uh, uh, dupe. How many coals can we use? Uh, uh, one. Saka. One. I'll take oh, well done. Dave? <laughs> Neto. Lovely. Right. We, go around, we should go around again, because I've got another four letters. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Dave, you're up. Five letters this time, starting now. Neves. Dupe. Uh, uh, now, no, that's too many. Don't Dupe. know. Dupe. Is uh is eliminated. It's last man standing, oh, wow. by the way. It's last man standing. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, come on, let's play. No, you can be more than three lives. You start at three for fuck's sake. Herb, I'm trying to get you more time, boys. Give us Replica. an extra life because I went out first. Excellent. I played. Shut up. <laughs> Nerd. No. Kenna. Oh, nice. Dave. Five letters. Cody. Connor Cody. Herb. Uh. Nope. <laughs> I can't make a anyone. Nerd, five letters. Pears. Ainsley, Blackburn goalkeeper. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> right. Reverse it again. Six letters. Nerd from now. Pierce. Excellent. Herb? Uh, six. Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't Herbie's fucking think of a player. Let's fucking count to six. This game's crap. <laughs> I was going to do Bowen, but Bowen's five. Can use the last one? Dave, six letters. Uh, Nelson Semedo. Okay. Nerd, six letters. Hughes. Dave, six letters. Uh, Chiesa. And Fiorentina. Okay. Is that shit you, Vase? That's a, that's, that's a point, oh, Alf. Oh, same thing. Seven letters, Dave. Starting from now. Jimenez. Yep. Nerd, seven letters. Shearer. Oh, I like this. Dave, seven letters. Oh. No, I'm not sure. One more life lost. Nerd, it's yours to win. We'll go again. Seven letters, nerd. Oh, fuck. No. Uh, life no. has gone. Dave. It's a straight shootout now. Well, seven again. Seven letters from now. Oh, man. Pedence? Too late. Oh, no. Now we've warmed up. Can we have a proper game? Nerd. <laughs> this flowers. Oh, 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 there we go. Oh. There you go. Last man standing. Just the nerd phonic. I feel, I feel now we all know the rules. We should, we should play a game. Do you know what? That that <laughs> game um, would have been like better it. if uh, I had a little like, music interlude and then it all kind of goes around in a, in a circle and it's fun. Uh, but 
Like the Benny Hill theme tune, for example. Mm. <laughs> or just a little, like... <laughs> Pretty much what my brain was doing. I would also yeah. say you never Gravel stated that we had three lives, so... Right, we I did at the start. Well, no, no, I mean, apart from, from the fact that I did. <laughs> I want to play a game. Apart from the fact that I did, your argument is strong. Do it again. I, I no. can't. Just saw it. No. <laughs> I, just, I just felt like I didn't, didn't, didn't participate much. Now so I've got, did. like... Because you of- said Deli Alley had three words, three <laughs> letters, sorry. Yeah, and they didn't say it for the four. <laughs> and he said he's, he has Ali on the back the of his shirt. I was like, yes. I, I was done. I was done. I can think of like 11 now. I can think of 11 five letter names. Well, the thing is, I had two players ready for eight letters, and he goes, right, seven again. I was like, shit. <laughs> Well, this is the thing, because I could see some of you writing things down and going, obviously preparing. I was like, I've got to, got to try and throw you a little no. bit. I got a piece of paper with a pen and wrote nothing, because nothing's <laughs> going into my head. See, it's fair. I, I, I was yeah. trying to count in my head I can't do without writing. I was prepared for nine, just in case. Oh, but no. that was Who was your nine? Who was your nine? Uh, Gallagher. Kevin. Oh. But can you just, can you, if you yeah. hadn't guessed where I was going, I was just going through former Blackburn players. Yeah, so I, I, did. I sense that. I sense that. My five was Thomas Repka. I don't know where that even came from. I was like, that's a five. I'm going with that. Works. I, um, I would like to say that I didn't have a plan. Um, <laughs> I didn't have, to be fair, I didn't have time to have a plan. Um, I, I think I would have done the same amount of time biscuits, as anyone else. Mm. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we'll bring episode 177 to a close. By the way, thank you very much, Curtis, for the quiz. It was very good. Fantastic. I did enjoy that. Considering you thought it was going to be a car crash, I don't think it was. Oh, okay, good. Hopefully the uh, the listeners will agree. Hopefully they will. They usually do. Uh, you can find the links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter account and Weestream FM Discord server in the podcast description or by visiting weestreamfm.com where you can also find... Joe's blog that has been dropped this past week. If you haven't read it already, make sure you get on it. Big Shrimping, very good. Highly recommended. So get on that if you haven't. It will be in the description of the podcast. Uh, Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most of the popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.